Section 14 of Culinary Herbs, Their Cultivation, Harvesting, Curing, and Uses. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Mulatto. Culinary Herbs, Their Cultivation, Harvesting, Curing, and Uses by Maurice Grenville Keynes. Section 14. Borage. Borage, Morago officinalis, a coarse, hardy, annual herb of the natural order Borgonaceae. Its popular name, derived from the generic, is supposed by some to have come from corruption of core, the heart, and ago, to affect, because of its former use as a cordial or heart-fortifying medicine. Courage is from the same source. The standard dictionary, however, points to Borago, rough, and relates it indirectly by cross-references to Beerus, a thick, coarse woolen cloth worn by the poor during the 13th century. The roughness of the full-grown leaves suggests flannel. Whichever derivation be correct, each is interesting, as implying qualities intrinsic or attributed to the plant. The specific name indicates its obsolete use in medicine. It is one of the numerous plants which have shaken off the superstitions which a credulous populace wreathed around them. Almost none but the least enlightened people now attribute any medicinal virtues whatever to it. The plant is said to come originally from Aleppo, but for centuries has been considered a native of Mediterranean Europe and Africa, whence it has become naturalized throughout the world by Europeans, who grew up probably more for medicinal than for culinary purposes. According to Ainsley, it was among the species listed by Peter Martyr as planted on Isabella Island by Columbus's companions. The probability is that it was also brought to America by the colonists during Queen Elizabeth's time. It has been listed in American seedsmen's catalogs since 1806, but the demand has always been small and the extent to which it is cultivated very limited. Description Borage is of somewhat spreading habit, branchy, about 20 inches tall. Its oval or oblong lanceolate leaves and other green parts are covered with whitish, rather sharp, spreading hairs. The flowers, generally blue, sometimes pink, violet-red, or white, are loosely racemed at the extremities of the branches and main stems. The flaming rose gleams swarthy red. The borage gleams more blue. And low-white flowers with starry head glimmer the rich dusk through. George MacDonald, Songs of the Summer Night, Part 3 Cultivation No plant is more easily grown. The seed need only be dropped and covered in any soil, from poor to rich, and the plants will grow like weeds, and even become such if allowed to have sway. Borage seems, however, to prefer rather light, dry soils, waste places, and steep banks. Upon such, the flavor of the flowers is declared to be superior to that produced upon richer ground, which develops a ranker growth of foliage. In the garden, the seeds are sown about one-half inch asunder and in rows fifteen inches apart. Shortly after the plants appear, they are thinned to stand three inches apart, the thinnings being cooked like spinach or, if small and delicate, they may be made into salads. Two other thinnings may be given for similar purposes as the plants grow, so that at the final thinning, the specimens will stand about a foot asunder. Up to this time, the ground is kept open and clean by cultivation. Afterwards, the borage will usually have possession. Uses 
more popular than the use of the foliage as a pot herb and a salad is the employment of borage blossoms and the tender upper leaves in company or not with those of nasturtium as a garnish or an ornament to salads and still more as an addition to various cooling drinks. The best known of these beverages is cool tankard composed of wine, water, lemon juice, sugar, and borage flowers. To this, they seem to give additional coolness. They are often used similarly in lemonade, nagus, claret cup, and fruit juice drinks. The plant has possibly a still more important, though undeveloped, use as a bee forage. It is so easily grown and flowers so freely that it should be popular with apiarists, especially those who own or live near wasteland, dry and stony tracts which they could sow to it. For such places it has an advantage over the many weeds which generally dispute possession, in that it may be readily controlled by simple cultivation. It generally can hold its own against the plant populace of such places. End of section 14. Recorded by Mel Otto.